You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Brian. So our first question is coming from Astute Fanatic on Twitter. And I thought this was kind of an interesting exercise that we can get into here. He says, who on the team has the highest trade value of the players the front office would consider trading, i.e. not CD, Dak, Parsons? So I think that that's interesting because obviously, yeah, they're not going to trade Dak. They're not going to trade Parsons. They wouldn't trade Diggs. But I think even some other guys, like, I don't believe they would want to trade Terrence Steele even. Even if they did give him some competition and move Tyler Smith over there and play in right tackle. I think they know Tyron Smith's time is short. So even though there may be better players on the roster, I don't know that they would be as willing to trade a guy like Terrence Steele. But I kind of wonder in an offensive line starved league, Terrence Steele stepping up the way he did uh, in recent years and being as cheap as he is and as controllable as he is for the next little bit, I kind of wonder what you could get in return if you did decide, hey, we can start Tyler Smith at right tackle, Tyron at left and we can move on from Terrence Steele. I kind of wonder if you could get some good compensation for him. What kind of compensation could you get for Tyron Smith? I So, you know, I've been talking about this with you for, for two, three years. Because I, I know, because I know for fact, like my gang of seven, you know, I've asked them, what could you get for Tyron Smith? Yeah. And like two teams told me a two, a couple teams told me a three, Another guy said, ah, he's probably a fourth-round guy right now with how banged up he is. But I had two teams tell me second-round picks. I, 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 would, I would lean – I was – before you said anything, I was thinking third, probably. Yeah, that's because I, I think that's where the average where people probably think for Tyron Smith. What, what do you so, think – do you think somebody would give you a second-round pick for Terrence Steele? I had two teams tell me – two pretty prominent teams tell me – they think this compensation would be a second-round pick. For Steele? Uh, no, excuse me, Tyron Smith. What, what do you think Tyron Steele could get you? Do you think you could get a second uh, from a team for Steele? Because- oh, I, know one team, I know one team that thought that that that, that Terrence, uh, Terrence Steele was better than Lyle Collins. Yeah. That they liked. This was a team, this was a team that played Dallas during the year, and they got to see – Tyron Smith or Smith, uh, Terrence Steele play and they up close and they thought he was better than Lyle Collins. So that that's is that feasible then? Terrence Steele a second? You think he could a sec- young oh, controllable? I, I don't know if it's a second. I, it just, I, I think you might be able to, Brian. Yeah, it's an offensive I, line starved league. Know about that. <laughs> if you're getting a, if you're getting a two, two and a three from Tyron Smith, I, I man I. I don't know. I Who, I would say uh, I would say I would say maybe I would say maybe a fourth on that one. Okay. Do you is there anybody else along the offensive or defensive side of the ball that like like could they 
get anything, do you think, for Anthony Brown? Anthony Brown's entering the last year of his contract, so that may not be worth it to a team. But is there anybody that else outside? fourth round pick. I mean, but if you look at people who trust pro football focus and stuff, he's one of the top rated corners. Yeah, no, he you're is. You're telling me I could maybe give a give up a third round pick for a guy for a great contract for one year and then sign him for, you know, try and sign him long term. You know, I mean, I would give you I would give you a third round pick knowing I had a veteran player out there that could play outside and inside and, and runs as well as he does. Now, I mean, I, I'm the one that told you four to six interceptions. Yeah, just, third round pick. That's 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 a damn good value right there. Just, just for fun, he said realistic. But I'm curious, what do you think is that? What what do you think you could get back for CD Dak or Parsons? I think you get a. I think you would get a. I think you could get a one and a three for Parsons. Yeah. Well, you know, you could probably get more than that. You think you? What did Jamal Adams get? Two ones. Two ones. So yeah, you could probably get two ones. I think you get two ones at the minimum there for sure. Quarterbacks, what? Uh, two, three ones for a quarterback. I, I mean, think what you did probably get? A, you're looking at multiples. Would you get a? Would you get? A, you get a one for sure. What was our last quarterback that was dealt? I'm trying Watson. to think. Watson. Who was uh, it? Out of the big quarterbacks, it was Deshaun Watson. Now, what did they give up for him? That, well, they they paid through the nose for it, but the right. uh, the trade was I'm trying to remember three it's, first round picks and yeah. uh, a third and a fourth rounder. So I think you could get three ones for Dak because you got to remember well, there's also all the get, off- at least get two, two at least get two. two and a two. Probably. Could you could yeah. you get a one for a minimum one for all those guys though? Do you think CD Dak and Parsons? Yeah, I think I think, I think so. so. I, I mean, Hollywood Brown went for a one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, th- I, I agree with that. I do think that you'd get a one for CeeDee Lamb as well. Uh, next question here from uh, at Cowboys underscore Burner. How would the Cowboys season have to go up until the trade deadline for the team to, to decide to go all in and acquire serious talent to make a run this year? Or do you think they are resigned to let it play out as is? I think this is an interesting question because usually... What's all, what's, what's all in? See, that's the thing. It, it, I, I think that this the NFL operates very differently from the NBA and the MLB. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like, hey, we're, we're kind of here. Usually a team going all in and making a big trade is for a team that's desperate and they're not playing yeah. well. Whereas in baseball yeah. and basketball, it's usually a sign of you're competitive. And so I, I, I don't see them really making a big splash trade unless, like we talked about, they get through the first few weeks and that receiver core just looks really bad. If they, if they get to that, you know what, they might do this. If they get through those first several weeks, the receiver core is bad. And I, I mean, it, they don't think it's salvageable and they were just going to wait it out. They might think, why would we give up and maybe a top, maybe a top ten pick for you know something that might not help us at all? Yeah, you know, I mean, if you get to the point where the wide receivers look bad, but Dak's not playing great, the offensive line's not playing great, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up a, a potential top ten pick to just tread water. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know about. I mean. I think they're going to have to identify it very early. You know, I'm not waiting four or five weeks or right at the trade deadline to try and get somebody. I'm, I'm now they waited until they were three and five. I mean, they were what three, they were three, three, and, three four. and four. Yeah. Three and, yeah. So I don't know if you want to do that again, because that thing looked like it potentially at one point, that was a top 10 pick. Yeah. It was going to the Raiders. Yeah. And then it ended up being, it turned things around. You know, but I don't know. That's a that's a great question because I don't 
I just kind of, I kind of feel like though that I think they need to react more sooner than they do later. If you were given the option, say the compensation was the same, would you rather pursue DK Metcalf or Debo Samuel for this team? Oof. Okay, you know, you got to think about where's Dak really done a great job, ball going downfield. I mean, deep ball throws, stuff like that. DK giving him some separation, yeah. Downfield, I I think I'd go DK Madcap myself. I do too. If if it would help my quarterback, I mean, because Samuel's stuff is all underneath and stuff, and we've talked about that. That's been a little bit of a struggle for Dak right now. Yeah, I think that Sam, and, and I think that would be a struggle for Kellen Moore. Like Kellen Moore would have to know how to use Debo yeah. Samuel, and so I think that that would be. He a doesn't challenge. even know how to use Tony Pollard, <laughs> yeah. you know, or yeah, CD exactly. Lamb. Yeah, yeah. Mean, so I, I think I'd go DK Metcalf there as well. Uh, question from Wilson: How can we protect ourselves from major injury this season? It feels like we don't have great depth anywhere on this team. I thought this was a good question to ask because obviously injuries are fluky, but. People think, seem to think we, we hate on Mike McCarthy too much. I wanted to say that I do think, and we talked about this earlier today on the G-Bag Nation, yeah. I think yeah. Mike McCarthy does do a great job of trying to make sure his players and, and gives his players every opportunity to stay healthy throughout the season. Trainers absolutely love Mike McCarthy. I asked him myself, I said, what's up with all the, you know, not practicing and how to practice? And the trainers looked at me and said, Brian, this is the best we've ever had it. This guy honestly cares about the players. He honestly cares how they practice. They honestly, he looks after them. That's why they look. Now, some guys will tell you around the league, my gang of seven guys, they'll ask me this question. They go, hey, I watched the Cowboys tape the other day. Do they practice down there? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, they practice, but maybe not like you think practice should be. No, but I, I just wanted to give kudos to Mike McCarthy because that is a thing we consistently yes. hear from people, that the he preserves Trainers health. love him. The yes. Cowboys trainers absolutely love Mike McCarthy. Next question here from Clay Slocum, and I think this is a good one because you can cut at it from a few different angles. Brian, would you rather have a career year in 2022 from Demarcus Lawrence, Ezekiel Elliott, or Tyron Smith? Wow. I, you, well, you think about I think it. I'm, I'm going to say I'm gonna say career year from Zeke. Because I I agree. I think you got to run the ball. I think you have to have balance. I really, I mean, I'm not saying crusty, run the ball, yellow the clouds guy. <laughs> I'm saying you've got to have better balance. Because look what happened last year with Dak in those first eight games when they were averaging like 140, 150 yards. Look how much better the team played. Look how much better Dak played. So I would rather have the runner be. 2016 runner, if you could. So, Give me that. So yeah. I'm I'm cheating a little bit because I'm going to pick Zeke, uh, too. I know I'm picking Zeke, too, but I'm cheating because I'm saying if Zeke is having a career year, that means the offensive line is blocking better. So yeah, I can, I can, du- I can double dip and say Tyron Smith and everybody's probably blocking pretty well if the running back's yeah. picking up 1,700 yards. So right. that's how I'm cheating there, and I'm going to say Ezekiel. But I honestly think if you got a career year out of any of those three guys, DeMarcus Lawrence, You'd Ezekiel, be happy. Smith, yeah. not only would you be happy, you will be a better football team this year than you, you were last year. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, question from at Luis underscore Moreno 85. With defenses trending towards two high looks besides CeeDee Lamb, who is the player best suited to run the backside dig route? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. You know, I mean, I think that you would think with Gallup, you know, would be the next best guy. He's so vertical, though. Yeah, but but you know what? That's what I'm saying. You sell the vertical and then you take it, you take it, you know, you take that dig route. I mean, I... Do you you think Tolbert could be that guy? Because, like I say, give me the guy that could get you, get him off you, and then get to the ball. I think that I think that's I think that's Michael Gallup. But the problem is, Gallup will fight the ball sometimes, man. Yeah. He yeah. will fight that ball. I mean, he so it's not Terrence Williams bad fight it, but you'll see him fight it a little bit. Yeah, it, it happens occasionally, and he's improved on that over the years. His rookie year it was really rough, and and that's progressively gotten a little better. But yeah. it's definitely still a fight for him. Do you, we'll see with Tolbert. It I, might be Tolbert. I, I you do, know what I mean? You it, know? Am I crazy, Brian, for thinking? And I understand it's a, it's a, a big ask, but and this is not a slight to Michael Gallup at all. I think Michael Gallup's a really good player. I think Jalen Tolbert has a realistic shot to have a better career than Michael Gallup. I think Jalen Tolbert's really, really talented. I I, I don't. I, I think there's some special qualities about about Gallup. I think there's some absolute special qualities, but I'm very fascinated to see what Tolbert can do. I really am. Last question here from Joe T, and he asks, and this is a loaded question, Brian, in your opinion, what's the number one reason we have been in a 25-year drought and how can it be corrected? I was very, very critical of Jason Garrett for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't think they've hired the right coach. And I think that's hurt them. I think that, you know, they went with one coach way too long and they, then they didn't take the chance or the, or they didn't take the opportunity to interview a guy after him. They just, what did they, you know, they talked to two guys, one guy, and that was it, you know, where I felt like they could have dug in a little more and, but we'll see. We'll see, you know, now they got Dan Quinn in the building. That'll, they know him. We'll see what the Sean Payton situation leads to be someday. You know, maybe, maybe not. But I think that really if you look at overall, I think coaching has held this team back in a lot of ways. And maybe, maybe this wasn't always the toughest team too. Yeah. Maybe this wasn't always the most physical and toughest team, you know. I thought in 2014 when they ran the ball the way they did, they were a really physical team, you know, with DeMarco Murray. And then, but their defense wasn't any it was good. Bad. It was a bad defense. Bad defense. So I kind of wish that they get back to that 2016 with Dak, help him have the running game, be physical, defense plays well, you know, and they can win some of these games. But I think I think going with Jason Garrett as long as they did might have, you know, that's – that's ten years, yeah. right? Yeah, ten uh, years. Honestly, so honestly, I, like I said, I think it's a little bit of a loaded answer because I think you have to look at it segmented. Like I think that the the first, you know, several years of that drought, it's obviously a lot of front office mismanagement, and, sure. and there was poor drafting, and there were there were all those issues. And then I think that you know when you transitioned over, Bill Parcells was the right coach for the right time, but I, I mean I think that there were ways that he held them back near the end of his tenure. Yeah. Um, and then I think that, you know, honestly, their best chance, I think, for uh, a shot at the title was, I know everybody complains about 2014, and, man, you could have beat Green Bay and everything like that. Oh. I think the 2017 was so, so good. And yeah. and they really, 
they blew that opportunity. Greg Ellis told me that uh, he came back after his retirement a few years later, and he was talking to Tony Romo on the field, and they were just both still heartbroken like 10 years later talking yeah. about, man, that, you, that's... You, you're you know. right. You can go all the way back. Like when I was here for the Dave Campbell administration, it was bad. That was mismanagement, bad front office mismanagement. Parcells cleaned things up. I think they had a little bit better direction of what they wanted to go. Putting Will McClay at, uh, in, in, in the primary chair there to be that guy. I, no offense to Tom Saskowski or Jeff Ireland or anybody else. Larry Lacewell that sat in that chair before. But Will has done a really, really good job. He's given him a lot of stability. But I think if you look at really the last, like, 13 years, there's been there's been some head coaching fault going on right now, you know. They're, they're, that, let's be honest. Mike McCarthy lied to you his first year. Yeah, you know, I mean, he, he talked he about innovation. <laughs> I, and I don't need to hear pandemic crap. Yeah, Nobody wants to hear that. Everybody was in a bad spot. You had the best facility in the league to handle and keeping your team from getting sick, and your team completely fell apart. I get it. Your quarterback got hurt. I get it. But, I mean, pandemic plan and all, I mean, I, I hope they have their eyes open there over there now. You know, I don't, this thing turns into nine and eight or eight and nine and doesn't make the playoffs and all that with the rosters that they have. I hope they make a change. I really, really do. I think there's going to be big trouble there if they do that. Uh, all right, yeah. thanks for your questions this week. Uh, Brian, thanks so much uh, again for joining me here. And, uh, you know, I, I I really enjoy doing this with you. And, and soon enough, we'll, we'll have real football to talk about, not not just, uh, you know, what ifs and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, Bobby, and I really – I love doing these things with you as well. Uh, I love the questions, the interaction – I hope we educate. I'm really excited. Two weeks from Tuesday, going to Oxnard, you and I chopping it up, watching practice, talking to people. It should be a lot of fun. The podcast, I promise you, will be even better. And we appreciate everybody hanging with us for sure. Absolutely. Hope you guys can stick with us through up into training camp and beyond. We'll talk to you again later this week.